Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. It's Monday. I'm Chris Graham, joined by Rod Mullins. We talk every Monday, Rod and I do, about the uh, weekend's NASCAR race. And Kevin Harvick, finally, first time in almost two years, gets the win in Michigan. He's done well there, Rod. Big win for Kevin Harvick. And um, it seemed like he may never win another race the way things have been going for him for quite a while. Yeah, it seemed that way. And, you know, I'm going to be honest about it. I'd wrote him off. I'd wrote him off as being able to win. I, I, I thought, well, is this going to be his future? Is he just going to go ahead and retire maybe or just kind of hang out just a little bit more and see what he can do? And I thought that the curtain was ready to close on him. I just thought it's time. It's over with. You know, maybe he has just uh, outrun what he can possibly do out on the track. And he had not won in 65 races and my grannies, if he doesn't turn around and he just puts his foot in there with the, you know, the accelerator stays into the race. I mean, started 16th. That's not a bad place where to start out for a race, but with 34 laps to go, he takes over and that's all he needed. That's all he needed to win this race. He stayed consistent. He stayed out of trouble. I have to say that too, because there were several wrecks in the, in the race too, but he stayed out of trouble. He kept clean and ended up winning there at Michigan, which was his uh, fifth win, I think at Michigan in something like the last seven races. And it was his sixth win at the two mile track overall. So, you know, that was a great accomplishment for him and it moved him up actually to 10th on the all time winners list with 59 victories. You know, he'd been so dominant in 2020, the COVID year. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I think something like nine wins that year, but the last one did come in September in Bristol, September 19th in Bristol that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then just the dry spell, um, but not just for him, his Stuart Haas team had kind of been snake bit all season as, along as well. So uh, big win for the team in addition to the win for Harvick. Yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, looking back on it, Stuart Haas only has maybe just, I think, one victory on the season so far is what they have, you know, overall. But as for the the total thing, you know, you would have expected the veteran right here with Kevin Harvick having most of the wins out of it this season. But this has been a team, like you said, it's been snake bit. They've been dogged all through this 2022 season with just little problems, caught up in wrecks, something happens. Uh, something fails in, in the process of uh, the whole race and things just go away from them altogether. And they've not had a chance to really recoup. And this was probably one of the big, um, you know, victories of this uh, for this team, for this Stuart Haas team this year, because they had not been performing very well. But it always seems to be, too, that Kevin Harvick's had a, a nice hold on Michigan and he's been able to recoup. Ford's had a good record at Michigan as well. They've always been able to win some races there. It's been a strong point. GM, Ford, of course, Toyota thrown into that whole mix too. So it was a mixed bag this uh, this past weekend. You had a, a winner in the uh, Toyota on the Xfinity Series in Ty Gibbs. And then, of course, he ran this past weekend on the Cup Series in place of Kurt Busch, who's still under uh, you know, the concussion protocol and everything with NASCAR and, uh, but the Fords dominated the Fords really just came through and that's what they needed to do right here. And it has now shook up the playoff picture just a little bit more as, as things go on. Harvick, at least for now, provisional spot in the playoffs. I mean, there's still some racing to go between now and the end of the month, 
to determine that, but he, he leapfrogs uh, Martin Truex Jr., which is uh, significant. And also, in finishing second, uh, Bubba Wallace. And, and Harvick mm-hmm. talked about how good his car was when he finally got to the front late in the race after the, the seventh caution. He said, once, you know, the quote in your story, once I got a clear track, that baby was hunting. Uh, yep. But Bubba Wallace also felt like he had a pretty good car. Uh, in fact, started on the pole um, and, and had a, a good car all day long, finished second in the race. And he's, man, he's, he said after the race, he's replaying everything there in that last restart. Um, he thinks he could have won. Yeah, I don't, you know, and I don't know what else he could do. Uh, possibly, you know, I mean, what a performance. You know, you get on the pole, you start out first, you lead a few laps there at the beginning of the race, and you come in second. I mean, that's great, but, you know, he was looking for that big win. And if he had got that win, that could have very well, you know, pushed him up in the playoff picture a little bit more, and then it would have probably unseated Kevin Harvick down. But, uh, you know, he he was having a hard time dealing with it, and he's still having a hard time dealing with it today from what I understand. He has said over and over, I failed my team. And, you know, that takes a lot for a driver to come right out and say, I failed my team. We don't hear that out of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, a lot of times, he spends his time blaming the team because he did not have a good car underneath him. This was a a case of the opposite this time around with uh, Bubba just saying, you know, I failed my team. I thought my team did great. Uh, we just got to racing Kyle Larson and Joey Logano and Joey Logano did a good job of getting another Ford, uh, to, you know, help him out, helping the Ford win. But, you know, it just wasn't enough for Bubba Wallace in that Toyota. Denny Hamlin had to have a frustrating day, uh, had a pretty good car and he finished third and, um, explain to the listeners out there. Uh, I mean, there, there were, there were some issues with the, with the crew that caused him to finish third. Well, another issue, let's just say that with the crew, uh, first it was tape this time around. It's, um, it happened to do when too many men were over the wall and his, uh, crew, uh, corralled a runaway tire from an adjacent pit stall. Now you'd think that's not a bad thing. You're trying to go and you're trying to help somebody out, but NASCAR has a rule too many men over the pit wall. That's a safety hazard because who knows what could happen? I mean, Shades of Days of Thunder, you come slamming into the pits like uh, Tom Cruise did that time and take somebody out, that's the possibility. But here he is, uh, you know, that that hurt them right there with that uh, that situation, that uh, runaway tire, too many men over the, over the fence. And, you know, that just seemed to just, uh, I don't know, it just seemed to seal the deal for him on the day. He restarted 22nd after that, but he... Got all the way to third, but he was uh, 3.91 seconds uh, behind the race winner. You know, could have pulled something off uh, if they'd had just a little bit more time. He probably had the fastest car in the race at that point. Yeah, well, another lap or two even could have been uh, just yeah. enough for, for Hamlin on, on the day. Joe Logano fourth, uh, Blaney fifth, Truex Jr. sixth, uh, Larson, uh, Jones, Bowman, Ty Gibbs, who was in for an injured Kurt Busch completing the top ten. Um, we talked about the playoff implications here. Uh, it's 15 spots of the 16 are now determined and, mm-hmm. uh, Truex, gosh, he could be on the outside looking in, uh, even before we get to the final race, Ryan Blaney leads Truex by 19 points. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's, there's some names there. Those are some guys that you would kind of expect going into a season will be in the playoff picture. And, and there's, there's some guys fighting for that last spot. Truex could have very well been in the playoff picture, I think, if there hadn't been 
the issues on the radio between Truex and his crew chief. Uh, you know, there was some there was some arguing going on, and Small, James Small, his crew chief, was trying to tell him, you need to calm down. You need to go, and when we tell you to go outside, go outside. And Truex wanted to go inside, or Truex wanted to go the opposite of what James Small was telling him what to do. Now, that's one of those cases of where I think that the driver was trying to tell the crew chief more so how to run the car himself instead of, you know, what the crew chief should be doing of saying, Hey, it's time for you to come in and pit. Let's go come in pit, get some gas, get four tires. Let's get back out out there on the track and see what we can do. Oh, and take the high side of the track. The high side looks like it's a good side of the track. Let's see what you can do about speed there. Um, they, they seem to be going at it all day yesterday. And I heard some of the, um, the interaction going between these two and small was very calm, but Truex was just to the point and he was just saying, I think we need to do this. And that I think, uh, cost him the possibility of, you know, getting that playoff spot. It could have got the, could have got the victory out of it too. If he'd had a really good, uh, car and he had been focused, I think they had the possibility of having, uh, a chance in the playoffs, but now he's on the outside looking in and this coming week when they go to Richmond, oh man, things are going to get a little bit more. He has won at Richmond before. He's had good, you know, good races at Richmond. But you can't ride on your previous and your uh, your previous victories and your previous runs at other tracks because you don't know what you're going to be handling when you go into a Richmond this coming weekend, and and that's what he's facing. He's He's on that outside looking in and, you know, Ryan Blaney's another one. He's, he's right now, he's poised. He could lock a spot in there and stuff, but it's going to have to take a lot of things for these two to kind of secure a victory, secure something where they can get in the playoffs, but we could have a playoff picture decided maybe before we even get to Daytona, the way things are going. You talked about the Xfinity race uh, over the weekend. Ty Gibbs, his fifth win of the season, ninth in his career. Mm-hmm. He's 19 years old. Um, this guy, I mean, obvious question uh, or easy, easy question, probably obvious answer. Is he is he the future of NASCAR or at least at least a big part of the future of NASCAR? Yeah, I think he is. And I, he's one of these uh, young drivers. He's he's sort of like that young gun movement we had here several years ago in NASCAR where you had all these young drivers. You had your Jimmy Johnsons. You had your, well, Jeff Gordon was a little bit older in that category, but still he was a young gun. Um, it kind of put some threats out there to the older establishment that were that were out there. Ross Chastain's another one of these examples of, you know, being one of those young guns that are coming up through the ranks. Um, yeah, Ty Gibbs is for real. Uh, this, is, this is a kid that has uh, eaten, breathed, drank, everything nascar that he can possibly get i mean he's been from everything from uh dirt tracks all the way up through to late models he has done done it all and he's worked his way up and you know i first thought okay he's he's joe gibbs's grandson big deal what's going to happen man when he went out there and he smoked i think he he smoked the field for his first win in his first debut uh in the xfinity car now that was saying something that really jumped out at me. So yeah, he's the future of NASCAR, no doubt about it. And we mentioned he he subbed for Kurt Busch again. Busch missing his third consecutive race, still still lingering symptoms from that uh, hard hit he had uh, into the wall in in qualifying or practice. I guess it was a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. 
Um, is there a reason for concern uh, with with the fact that it's taken a while for him to to sort of get back? Yeah, I'm beginning to think so. That there's some there's some reason for concern, and I think we're looking at a situation a lot like Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he went out with the uh, the concussion thing right there before the very end of that season. And, uh, of course, the next season after that, I think, was his final season in NASCAR. But, uh, you know, Kerr Bush has already told people, uh, handed around, that uh, this might be, or 2023 might be his last year. Uh, he may be going out a little bit sooner than what everybody expect. And I don't think he's going to, uh, he's not going to land on his feet somewhere. The The talk is that if he does, he's going to jump into the broadcast booth. It's probably what he's going to do. He's very smooth in the broadcast booth. But yeah, I've got my I've got my concerns right now. It's been very quiet. Not heard a lot of things about Kurt Busch and the situation. Uh, all we know is concussion protocols and everything with NASCAR. So I'm sure they're taking a look at him. He's hoping probably to get back into it. Um, what is he right now? I think I'm looking at 15th in points is what he's looking at right now. So the Ty Gibbs uh, appearance there has kept him at least from falling back out of favor, so to speak. Even though he's, I think he's done pretty well this season but um still there i think they're concerned about it and if they can get ty gibbs in there and keep him in there for the rest of the season uh that'll be what they need to save grace i think the other bush kyle had a uh, uh a brush with uh the 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 real world news uh this past week uh yeah. all of america there was a shooting there now fortunately no one injured but kyle and his family were actually there when that happened so that's yep. a pretty scary thing yeah, you know, and I, and I don't know how this is going to go. I, I know that he was um, he was concerned. He was very concerned about what happened. You know, of course, his family and so forth. Uh, but you know, that's the risk. You're going out there and you're taking a risk every time that you go somewhere because you don't know who's going to be brandishing a firearm. Somebody just decide to go on a a shooting craze or things like that. Um, my son brought it up to me yesterday, and he asked me. He said, you know. Does this mean after something like this that um, Kyle Bush comes out and he comes out with a anti-gun stance before it's over with, with something like this happening? And, you know, NASCAR has been founded on, you know, guns, you know, and everything else. The NRA, here's the big surprise that um, I got my media pack or at least some media information in from Bristol Motor Speedway, who is conspicuously uh, missing from uh, the lineup and the uh, title card of the uh, the race coming up this September. It's the NRA. Uh, you know, the NRA has been there for just about, I don't know, five, ten years maybe, sponsoring that night race along with uh, Bass Pro Shops or something. Now it's just the Bass Pro Shops race. And so, um, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of movement. We'll see if how NASCAR is going to start moving, what kind of direction they're going to go in with this. But, yeah, that's kind of concerning to me that that happened. And, uh, you know, he seemed like he was um, he was very moved by what happened with the whole thing. He was very concerned, as as would anybody uh, getting out there just before, you know, or just about the time when all this is going down. Yeah, it would definitely uh, change your perspective on some things, I would think. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, so you mentioned Richmond this coming weekend. Uh, yep. What can we look forward to uh, with one playoff spot still to fill, the other guys jockeying for position? What can we look forward to this weekend in Richmond? It's it's going to be a it's going to be just a wild chase. It's going to be a wild race. Um, I don't think we're going to see. Um, we didn't see as much aggressiveness, I think, this time around. Uh, maybe at Michigan, like we did at the Brickyard, 
but we're getting back to short track racing. And I think when we go back to short track racing, tempers are going to flare. There's going to be some beating and banging, trying to uh, get some position. And Richmond is a, is a famous track for that. I mean, you, you go, if you don't get a, a streak down your car, or you don't go into the wall or something because of fighting for a position, you haven't really raced at Richmond. So, um, it could be anybody's guess as far as I'm concerned is who's going to win. Um, you know, everybody's mentioning now Martin Truex. He's He's got to come away with the win this weekend. Well, we'll have to see. Um, once you get some internal strife going in your team, uh, it starts to kind of, I don't know, it starts to degrade the team just a little bit more. And you have to say this about Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is in kind of a same, similar situation. He won a race that was pretty much a, a give me race because he was in third should have finished third. And he ended up taking over at the Bristol race and he won that race. But, uh, you know, there's been some, a lot of headaches with that team. And now you're starting to see a lot of headaches with Joe Gibbs racing, even though Truex is, you know, he signed on at least for a little bit more, you know, <laughs> Bush is not signed yet. We still don't know anything about where Bush stands on this whole thing of where the contract negotiations are going. Um, Truex could come away with a win. Denny Hamlin could. It depends on, you know, what kind of cars they bring to, to Richmond. And um, wouldn't be surprised. We may see some Chevrolets in there, too. And I keep on saying sooner or later, somebody's going to break out. And I'm again, I'm again going with Eric Jones. I think Eric Jones has the possibility of maybe breaking out with a win. And he loves short track racing. I think this could be a good one for him coming up this week. And, you know, that could that could propel him upwards into this whole playoff picture a little bit more. But he'd have to have more than just one win to, you know, hold on to it and secure it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, we look forward to the race this weekend in Rod's coverage, uh, both uh, in print. Uh, we had that this week from Rod. And also, of course, we'll talk next week on the show. Hey, Rod, as always, thank you for your time. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you.